I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, dammit! Ah, we'll have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You wanted your file? I found you your file. You wanted out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you no use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I knows you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was gonna love me? Who, who was gonna make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets your shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost it right this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and I am not a woman who enjoys repeating herself. And my name is Colin Drucker, and I am also not a woman who enjoys Ooh. repeating herself, which I guess works with this line. <laughs> yes. Excellent choice. I knew it. I knew as soon as I wrote that down, I was like, well, th there's no other choice. This is exactly the line the two of us are going to be most attracted to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great line. Holding a spear. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's a great line in a great performance in what I have to say is a great movie. I had such a great time. Oh, I had yeah. such a good time. Yeah, they suck you in those Marvel movies. It's like even the gayest of the gay, or not, I shouldn't even say that, but like, again, we're not running towards these movies, but when I watch them, when I'm finally forced to like sit down with any Marvel movie, I'm like, dang, this is, this is good. This is good. I guess all of those people who love these movies must not be total, you know, dum-dums. There must be something <laughs> they like about this. Uh, and and folks listening, uh, the the this in question is Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, the Marvel debut on the Best Supporting Podcast. It's true. I mean, we're we're doing this for for Angela, but really, what a lovely surprise! What a bevy of beautiful, talented women in such great performances. I mean, this is, we've, we've talked about, you know, action movies for actrosexuals and whatnot. Like, this is the Marvel movie for actrosexuals. And I say that having not seen any other Marvel movies, but I cannot imagine, I cannot imagine another Marvel or a Marvel-adjacent movie being this much of a, of a just feast of yeah. lady acting. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It, it's like, it's, um, it's almost... Um worthy of like a top five countdown I, I we're not we didn't plan that today we're just going to talk about them willy-nilly but you know it's just i don't know who i'd pick because so many people have um their moment yeah well, that's so a thing women. i mean uh, yeah we could uh, i think that's half the reason we're not doing a five to one countdown because i don't want to have to pick i don't want to have yeah. to potentially you know I don't know. There's been enough sacrifice in the two hours and 40 minutes of Black Panther Wakanda forever. I think we've suffered enough at the loss of our queen. Uh, oh my gosh. Two hours I had in. no idea. Oh, I had no idea that was coming. Oh my, Did you? No. And I realized I probably should have been like, Oh, spoilers. But y'all at this point, you guys know, like if you're going to hit play, there's going to be spoilers. Um, yeah, but yeah, I didn't know that was happening. And I, uh, I, I kept thinking, Oh, this is going to be, uh, Okoye's opportunity to like win back the queen's favor by yes. saving her life after almost losing her daughter. And I thought, oh, this is going to be like wrapping up her narrative. And then it was like, nope, the beads didn't work. The beads did not work. I mean, Denai Guerrera, she was one of my uh, BSAs to look out for in that episode that we did. Remember that way back then? Way back when? Oh, yes. Yes, uh, because she plays Michonne on The Walking Dead. Oh, oh, yeah. well, gosh, now I'm interested in The Walking Dead because she's incredible. She's so good. Oh, she, I, she's so good. I, and I was like so afraid. I was like, please, I, I like she, she had, you know, she, she goes through so much in this movie. I was like, don't kill her in the third act. I don't know what these movies do, but don't kill her in the third yeah. act. Yeah, it reminds me of um, like Lord of the Rings. Like somehow the core group of people, like none of them died. You know, maybe mm -hmm. a few like uh, 
a few people on the side, but no one important. And I'm so glad that they chose to keep everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. All these beautiful women. I mean, that was like one of the things I, I loved about this, whereas as much there was, you know, certainly lots of big fight scenes and explosions and whatnot. But like, A, it never really felt violent. And B, other than the queen dying, there and obviously at the beginning, like, you know, uh, T'Challa's death, King T'Challa's death. Yes. Um, it, they're, they didn't, I mean, yeah, they didn't kill Michaela Cole is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I know they could have, they could have. She was like ancillary enough that they could have. And I'm so glad they didn't. Or even, I mean, I, I would even like, I would throw in uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character. Mm -hmm. Nakia. Yeah. I just, I, I got so attached to them and I thought, oh, come on, don't, you know, uh, yep. don't pull a goose. You know what I mean? From Top Gun. Doesn't yes. he die? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I just went along with that. I should have been like, what are you talking about? What are you about, talking goose? about? Yeah, I think goose dies. You know, okay. uh, yeah, Top Gun is not a Does the goose die? How do, yeah, does the goose die? Yeah. <laughs> and this was like, does, you know, does Anika die? And it was like, no, she's just this like cool scientist. Yeah. Who also then like gets into that that what what were those suits called? Those like Oh yeah. Midnight Angels. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. We're in the in the battle at the end, it was like Anika and Okoye were like, Oh, we got you, girl, and they come flying in in those little angel suits. And I was like, This is I am floating off of my couch yes. right now. Like this is more than just like superheroes fighting. This is about community. This is about supporting each other. This is about this is about and something. women. This is about women. Yes. I know that we said last week this is the year of the men, but I feel like Wakanda Forever may have shifted the earth back onto its axis, and it's yes. once again the year of the woman. It arrived just in time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We need. We almost slipped, folks. But yeah. you never know when those men will come back. I mean, that isn't that what happens in these Marvel movies? Or isn't there that guy who like basically like kills fifty percent of the world? Isn't there a Thanos? Do you know? Yeah, something right? like that. I I don't even know. Oh it's yeah. Like, I I've never even stepped foot into any of the other franchise or the, you know, the other movies. I don't know. I don't even know if I've even seen a Captain America movie. Have you? What's what's your history? I, I think if if any of this conversation has indicated uh, anything, I have I have no idea what I'm talking about. I have like that is, I think, a good disclaimer going in is that like never before have I had no idea to this extent what I'm talking about. Yeah, and I'd add to that by saying I saw the first Black Panther movie, but I don't remember anything. And I feel like they referred to some scenes that happened in the first movie, and I was like, I don't, I don't remember that. So that piece of my knowledge is also gone. So, you know, but I feel like we're fine. We got these women. Yeah, I honestly Ugh. didn't feel like I had missed too much. I, yeah. I felt like you, you, under, you could feel that it was a sequel, but it wasn't... Um... It wasn't all dependent on seeing the first movie. Yes, absolutely. So what, of course, brings us to Wakanda Forever is the Oscar nomination, among a number of other nominations and wins, for Best Supporting Angela Bassett as Queen Ramonda. And I remember, I guess maybe it was the Golden Globe nomination where I was like, oh, yeah, Angela Bassett got nominated, probably just because it's Black Panther or whatever. And like... It just felt like it was this weird kind of blip in the award circuit. And then she got nominated for an Oscar. And it was like, are we going to have to do a Wakanda Forever episode? And I am so glad we did. Because honestly, I think Angela Bassett is far and away my pick to win the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress this year. I second that, especially after this movie. I think it's like the perfectly tempered BSA performance because she's in it a lot for the first like I was like this is kind of a lead performance and then she you know unfortunately doesn't make it like an, I guess like the last third of the movie yeah is when she dies and I was like okay that makes sense yes yeah it was I mean I felt the same way I was like this is really Ramonda's story I, I didn't think I was going to get yeah. so much of the queen it was great um, but yeah I mean I think I think it'd be fun to do an everything everywhere all at once episode uh, at some point, you know, yeah. before the Oscars. We talked about it a bit on the after show, but like now that they're nominated and I haven't seen it in a while, it'd be fun to revisit that and give it a full episode. 
Oh, I would love that. It'd be my, I think my third time watching it. Ooh. What a joy. All right. Well. And it'd be interesting to see and really kind of watch Stephanie Hsu. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no. That's a good point is I feel like she was not on my radar for Best Sporting Actress. So I, I kind of want to see, like remind myself why, why Stephanie, you know? Yeah, and I mean, we got Jamie Lee in there too. Do you like? Did you like that TikTok, that interview, oh. that variety interview, or something? She is just a kook. She is Holly weird. Uh, yeah, it's because of Michelle Yeoh that that you can say that I am, uh, that I am Oscar nominee Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> it's because of Michelle Yeoh that I'm in this. She chair. repeats it. Yeah. Oh my God, it's great it's because of Michelle Yeoh. And the guy interview. I don't know if it was a woman or I, I can't even remember. It doesn't even matter who's interviewing her, but they were like, yeah. <laughs> right. It's like the power of Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. What What can we say? That uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, is I, I've said, I, 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 fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. I think I, I'm so glad this Oscars race has brought her into the spotlight and has let her continue to just weird out on people. I forgive all of it. I don't expect her to not be weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, especially after like seeing her on Beverly, uh, like Housewives of Beverly Hills this season. And she made such a splash there, to be honest. And I mean, I, I, I don't think she's going to win, but maybe she will. And she will give the craziest speech. Like, I just think it would be like a, a real moment. But I also want to see Angela Bassett win. And my vote is for Angela to, to go full circle here. Yeah, I think at this point, it's like, I, I, I think it's like, I, I, I want Michelle Yeoh to win Best Actress. And so that kind of becomes know, like, Larry. and Ki Kwan to win Best Supporting Actor. Yes. And so I kind of feel like Jamie Lee Curtis is the kind of, like, there's that picture of her, like, cheering when Michelle Yeoh won the Golden Globe. And, yes. and I just feel like that's all she – she just needs to be at the table with them. She just needs to be nominated. But I really think, like, Angela Bassett, like, this is – I mean, this is – this is some Oscar-worthy shit. I mean, I took some clips. and you know, Oh, I'm so glad. And, and it's just from – it's from that scene. Um, it, of it's be, and And really, that scene is, like, the epitome of, like, when she won it. And I watched yes. it like six times before we recorded. I was like, I can't stop watching this scene. Oh my God. The grief, everything. It's just like, she is pitch perfect. And I, I, I wanted to see more, but also I'm, I'm glad I didn't because again, it's like that perfectly packaged BSA performance. Yeah. Yeah. Like leaves you wanting more, but like yeah. every time she's on screen, I couldn't look away. And like, yep. she gets like, a moment you know like she gets like yes. uh like she gets every, the whole movie is just a series of moments but somehow within that she still gets a moment mm -hmm. i think my only complaint is that gray wig i'm not a fan of it i feel like we could have done better with that but you know uh, oh that, <laughs> that's my only yeah the, her, the her Dion warwick hair yeah there i just um i don't know what was needed there i wanted it to be more tight you know what i mean i feel but it still kind of worked at the same time. That is, that's really my only sidebar there. Well, I guess that Oscar for, you know, for wigs is just going to have to go to waste. <laughs> write letters. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, so I, to, to try to give any sort of summary of this movie, I think is very difficult because I, and I, again, coming in totally uninformed, I, this is my perception of a lot of these Marvel movies is that in some ways these movies are just kind of like, two and a half to three hours of the continuing saga of a narrative. Um, yes. And even though, like, as I said, like you don't necessarily need to see black Panther to appreciate Wakanda forever there, the way that it starts, you're like, Oh, okay. Like this is not the beginning of a movie. This is like the next scene after the commercial break, you know? I know. I was like, Oh, we're, we're getting into it. Yeah. And it kind of is just set up perfectly. Like there's like, acting 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 like scene 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 and then something crazy happens and then some more acting and then like an, like another there's always like danger lurking around the corner but it's it's you, it's always perfectly timed i don't know how else to describe it yeah it's like the the pace of the movie again it is 2 hours and 41 minutes but the pace of yeah. the movie it, it the scenes move so quickly and so like yeah within the first 10 minutes they've they've done this kind of prologue about uh king t'challa dying and you know his oh, yes. and his sister uh shori played by leticia wright 
who I know that name, but I have, don't think I've seen her in anything else. I looked her up in, in I well on IMDb, and I didn't see anything that I had seen or heard her heard that she was in. But yeah, there's something there. Yeah, she was in she was in Black Mirror. Was she in that? Um, she was Emmy nominated for that, I believe. Was that San? Um, oh, she was in. Oh, that was black museum okay not yeah i i don't do black mirror yeah i know uh i don't do black mirror yeah i don't do black mirror thank you uh but yeah so she is the princess who is uh and again like yes this whole movie is about grief it's all about her journey of you know in some ways of grieving over her brother's death and of course we right away get queen ramonda in grief so it's like for a Marvel movie, it wasted zero time giving me A, BSA, and Best Actress, you know, acting moments, and mm. and a theme about grief. I was like, I didn't know I was going to get dessert first. I know. It's watching Shuri's, like, arc in this. Because, again, like we were saying before, it really does feel like Queen Ramonda's story until she's out of the picture. And then you realize it's, it's, it's almost like... Uh, you know what we said about Hamilton. Um, what's her face? Not Angelica, Eliza. Mm-hmm. That it's kind of Eliza's story, but we don't realize it until the last second. I mean, literally, the last second. But um, but you know, it's, there's more to that with with uh, Princess Shuri too. I think that I, that conversation I keep going back to with her and Namor, um, who my goodness, oh. I mean, uh, his name is Tenoch. Uh, Huerta, and he is—he's so good. I mean, I love a good villain to begin with, and if he's, you know, if he's attractive, it, it just really takes it to the next level. But how he talks to her about like the best leaders have like suffered the most, or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm butchering it, but it—it it does really. And he's been through that, you know. And their connection is all very interesting. But I'm—I'm I'm going down, you know. I'm getting into the weeds here, but uh, she was also great. Yeah, I mean, and and even all, yeah, all those like I think you bring up a good point of like there is like so much more in this than just you know uh namor versus shori or you know this this underwater world versus wakanda and then here's the americans and their and the fbi is like it's so much more than just kind of those set pieces for like cgi designed action you know uh scenes like there's uh basically what ends up happening? I feel like Act One. There's that. There's the whole thing with France and basically setting up that there's this vibranium, which I'm sure was in Black Panther, but is this yeah. um, some kind of metal that uh, Wakanda has access to, and then it seems that the Navy has maybe potentially found it at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And then when they attempt to extract it, they are killed by Namor's uh, sea people. Yeah. And very um, Avatar, I might add there. Yes, you know very I mean? Avatar. Yeah. And then it turns out that the the uh, FBI or the Navy, and I apologize, folks, I am doing the best I can here. I think you're doing great. Thank you. This this makes sense. So it turns out they were using a vibranium detector that was built by this uh, now college student, but, you know, child prodigy, Riri, played by Dominique Thorne. Who's perfect. She was great. I I really, I thought, I love this character. So it turns out, so she's just like this student at MIT who's, you know, doing robotics in her garage. So, uh, Okoye and Shuri, Okoye played by Denai Guerrero, who, oh, God, ah, she's just so cool. I know. It's just so stupid. She's so cool. (laughs) So they go to Boston. I can't believe Boston is such a set piece for this movie. So they go to Boston to find Riri, uh, and uh, they're like, listen, that little school project you built uh, could completely, you know, just end the world as we know it. Um, and it, and yes. there's some underwater fish people that are pissed off as well. So that's also on you, Riri. <laughs> well, the fish people and the FBI are onto them. Mm-hmm. And so Riri and Okoye and uh, Shuri are off in a, in a three-way 
chase with the police where Okoye is in yeah. this like souped up Mustang. Oh, it's so cool. Shori's on a motorbike and Riri is Iron Woman. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, yes. Yeah. Uh well, short story long, uh Riri and Shuri get captured by Namor. Uh, and and they they you know defeat Okoye, but they don't kill her. And I was you know my heart was in my throat at that point. I know, I know. And uh, and that pretty much then finally like sets up the movie. And you're like forty five minutes in once this has all happened. But this is the setup for the movie. I think you did perfect. Thank you. Perfectly. Thank you. I, it's hard because really it's like it's it feels like a play by play, but everything kind of matters in a way because it leads up to you know, Shuri and uh, Riri getting captured. And I just, I love, this happens in every action movie, I guess, um, or like big epic like this, these blockbuster movies where it's like the building is surrounded and they're, and, and it went with men too, they do this and they're just like cool as a cucumber, but I'm still nervous. But with these women, I'm never nervous. I'm like, they've got this. Like they are, it, there could be twice as many cops outside and they would still get away. And that's what I really enjoyed about this movie was that it, it, it felt like the point was to see these people, these women prevail and not to see them suffer. And I feel like there, I mean, there was certainly that moment of like, I've definitely never seen a movie where like three black women were like, superheroes yeah. in Boston you know what I mean like yeah leading a car chase and fighting off blue people and like I just I this is I I can see like the significance of this and not just from like you know like some I don't know Twitter approved social justice kind of way but like I really get mm -hmm. it like I get the impact of like oh yeah uh, and maybe this is you know kind of going to why I don't really watch Marvel movies or superhero movies is feeling like well this I don't want to watch a bunch of men with swords and shields just like beat each other up. And it's like beyond just the fact that like these are like, you know, black female superheroes. It's just like, oh, I didn't know I like I love watching women kick ass. Like I love Ripley and yes. Alien. Like this is actually things I love. Um, and so, yeah, I just I, I appreciate that this is not. And, and maybe the other Marvel movies also have their nuances, but whatever broad brushes I could paint over the Marvel movies as just being like dude movies. This does feel like uh, hopefully not the only exception, but certainly an exception. Like this is not just a dude action movie. Yeah. And they always do so well, like these movies. And I, I'm sure they'll, there will be another one as well. And I can't wait to see that. And, but I, I forget how good they are too. Cause I, I remember or what were we just watching? Um, oh my gosh, I feel like I was talking to someone where they were. Expl <laughs> I'm like, maybe it was you. Um, I don't. My brain is mashed potatoes lately. But they were talking about. Oh no, no, it was. Um, Vic and Jamie came back. My friends Vic and Jamie came back from India, and there's like um, a certain area of India where the women kind of run the whole to like city, and like women are more respected, and it just kind of reminded me of. Uh, Wakanda because I just I love that vibe and like you just don't see it so like ever really I mean there probably are some exceptions to that too but um I it's exciting to watch I think it's like there's also like the escapism of this I think watching for example this this police chase you know this this chase between the FBI and these three black women there is like the escapism of like, you kind of know that in the world of this movie, it's about them getting away, you know? And I feel like, again, not to just like bring it to like, mm -hmm. and these black women, but I think yeah. more of like watching this and watching people who maybe are often portrayed in movies or we often see, you know, not having power. I think like, I, I, I felt the kind of the thrill of like, oh my God, I know they're going to get away. I know they're going to, like, this is so exciting because I know it's not going to end in them all getting killed. Yeah. You know? Yes, yes, And yes. even when, like, Shuri and and um, Riri get kidnapped, captured, it was by the blue people, and that's just superhero stuff. But there was just the sense of, like, this car chase is not about watching them get caught by the police, but, like, watching how well they get away, you know? And, like, yeah. how capable they are. And I feel like 
I I can see how and maybe the, and you know on a broader level all of these movies the escapism and the sense of power that these characters have obviously as superheroes that that there's a certain I don't know there's something I don't, I guess what I'm trying to say is like I feel like for a lot of people these movies give them a sense of like power that they don't have in their own lives just by watching this you know Yes, I I mean, just psychoanalyzing like anyone who's really into superhero, we all have that version of this, you know what I mean? Like for, like I had a roommate in college that was like very into Smallville, that show on like the yep. CW uh, with like that hot guy that I can't remember his name, Tom Welling. Tom Welling, yep. Oh my gosh, I don't know where that came from. Um, I have like a poster of him in my bedroom. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's like, um, you know, Clark Kent, like hiding who you are and not being able to tell anyone who you are and like show your real self. You know, there's that gay undercurrent or queer undercurrent to, to generalize, I guess. And But it, it's, I think in addition to what you're saying too, it's like you find strength in this or whatever superhero it might be, because everyone has their own uh, person that they latch on to. Like a lot of people, it's you know, if it'd be interesting to like see the type of people that are really into Batman, really into Spider Man, you know, and then like Marvel stuff too. But for me, it's Wakanda, bitch. I think so too. I think that's gonna be my <laughs> entry point. And I guess like, yeah, I, maybe I could relate it to like, you know, which drag race queens do you like, and what does that say about you? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, are there like people who are like, oh, Okoye is my is my you know my girl? It's like, oh, is that is that the equivalent of like, oh, I just love Katya, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, honey. Yeah, 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 honey. Um. So, uh, yeah, and I mean, within all, and what this, what this moment in the movie leads us up to, of course, is, and I think we might as well talk about it now, is yeah. Ramonda's moment. Mm. So, Okoye goes back to Wakanda, you know, spear tucked between her legs to, you know, explain what happened. These these people, and she's like, they rode in on whales. It's almost, it's kind of a silly line. It was like, she said it almost ridiculous. Yes. She said, it was like, all right, who's been drinking? Um, <laughs> these, these blue people, they rode in on whales. And, a lot of whales. Um, I don't like whales. They freak me out. Yeah. yeah they just, uh, they're too big. Too big. Uh, have you, uh, what are your feelings on the whale in the Museum of Natural History? Oh God, I don't think I've ever seen it, but I don't want to. I don't know. I mean, if he, he's not going to, I've seen a lot of TikTok videos of people just on like very small boats and a whale, just like, you know how they flop around and like, I just, or their mouth opens, like people kayaking. It's terrifying to me. I'd probably be able to see the natural history one. Though. So you'd never been to the Museum of Natural History when you lived here? No. Wow. Oh, so no. the whale. I mean, I was like a hermit when I lived there. Yeah. But that's, that's another story. Oh. Another chapter. Oh man. Uh, Astoria forever. <laughs> yeah. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, oh, so in the Museum of Natural History, there is like this big whale that's like hanging from the ceiling of this like big room. Um, and as a kid, it was just, the size of it was just terrifying. It was just like, yeah. I just, it was like just too much. But now as an adult, it's, it's not that big. Um, You're like, I can ride that. Yeah, it's like yeah. I can handle that. Uh, but if you ever heard of the movie The Squid and the Whale... I have, but so, I've not seen it. That's okay, but it's referring yeah. to. There's also a squid. It's, I guess, also on the ceiling up there, and so it's referring to the squid and the whale in the Museum oh. of Natural History. Uh, this is why people listen to an episode about Black Panther is to hear about the squid and the whale. <laughs> yes, naturally. Um, so this brings us to uh, Ramonda's big scene where uh Okoye is like let me you know uh let me fix this for you let me clean this up and Ramonda yep. is like uh no bitch no <laughs> uh anyway here is part one of that allow me to make this right make it right I do not know if my daughter is alive or dead perhaps we are being too hasty mm. She raised a spear against her own husband for Wakanda. Where is her treacherous husband now? But in a place where she can visit, if she wished, mine. It's with the ancestors. I am queen 
of the most powerful nation in the world, and my entire family is gone. Have I not given everything? I mean, give her, <clears throat> give her the Oscar, you know? Yeah, it's good. It feels like Shakespeare, even though it's not. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's so good for this alone. Mine. Yeah, I had to isolate that. I mean, that is just <laughs> I watched that over and over. I was like, this is honestly put this right there on the shelf with Tony Collette and Hereditary in the dinner table scene. I was going to say losing a child, grief, yelling at people, yelling at your family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just the face, the the roar. I mean, it's all like this is I I hope queens are lip syncing to this. Oh, yeah. And I also hope that this is the scene that they show. Like this has to be the clip. Um uh, for for the Oscars, sorry, when they introduce her. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm I assuming. Yeah. 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 And then this is the second part of the clip, just because, you know, uh, she's not done. On your feet, General. I stood by you after Killmonger took the throne, and you and the elders in this room stood by him while I ran begging to the Jabari for protection. And I warned you about taking my daughter on this mission, and you lost her. So today, I am done. Uh, and then, like, the single tear falling from Okoye's face. Oh, yeah. And she had one, More, too. More multiple tears. Yeah, yeah. The two of them was, like, dueling single tears. It was just so good. Mm. She gives kind of a, like, I have to say, and, <clears throat> you know, you've done your homework now. There is an Uta Hagen quality to this. <laughs> sure. I mean. I mean, she knew her, she knew her destination. She, yeah, she absolutely knew her <laughs> physical destination. <laughs> And I, I just felt like there was so much, like, oh, my God, there was just so much of that, like, especially that scene in The in the Boys from Brazil. I was, uh, it, it, I, I just wanted her to say, Shotzi's birthday? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's so good. I, she's great in the whole movie, but, like, this scene alone, I was, like, sold. I'm done. That, uh, there was so much in there that, was like within this Marvel movie, you know, 80% of this movie is computer generated. Like, I can't imagine how hard it is to like drum all of this up in like an incredibly artificial setting. You know what I mean? Like as an actor. I know the costumes, everything. It's, I mean, she delivers. And I, I didn't go back and watch that scene. Uh, we just, you know, we kept going, but I'm excited to go back. Even listening to it, I can picture it. It's, I mean, that Oscar is... Mine! <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect, uh, I Oh, I just, I, this is... Mine! Oh, because it's, you know, I, 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 it's just so brilliant. And the way that she builds up to it, like, let's just hear that part again. Even it, It's a little bit into this clip, but who cares? Allow me to make this right. Make it right. I do not know if my daughter is alive or dead. Perhaps we are being too hasty. Mm. She raised a spear against her own husband for Wakanda. Where is her treacherous husband now? But in a place where she can visit, if she wished, mine. It's with the ancestors. I am queen. I mean, it's, just, it's that like it's that rhythm of like if she wished, mine. Like it's so. Oh God, it, the 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 rhythm of it is so smart. Yeah, I the way that you were isolating it before, I thought it was the end of a sentence, but I love that it's almost like the beginning of a new thought. Yeah, right. It it's what it reminds me of is um remember that song from Waitress that I got obsessed with, the when he sees me? Yeah. And there's that part where like the the what happens when if, like and it all kind of like one bleeds into yes. the next. I feel like she's doing the same thing here. 
Yeah, I guess, yeah, it's like the, just like the speech version of that mm-hmm. song. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, it's so good. Oh my God, she's incredible. And so, I mean, you know, in terms of, in, in terms of should she win the Oscar, absolutely. I love Jamie Lee. I think that, she, I'm so happy she got a nomination. Stephanie Hsu, congratulations. I saw a headline that, that Hong Chow said about her Oscar nomination, I feel nothing. Oh. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. And I thought, all right, Hong. I mean, listen, don't make me twist your arm. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I think it would be, I mean, of course, everyone wants to win, even though they say they don't or whatever. But, like, it would still be fun to go knowing that you have no chance of winning. You know how they interview people on the red carpet? They're like, I'm just here to have fun. That's like yeah. Laura Dern now at every award show. Right. Oh, yeah. It's just her, like... Remember whatever that uh, award show was where the gay men's chorus sang. Uh, oh, yeah, the, she's just clapping. In the and front she's just row, like yeah. waving and clapping. And the, yeah, like that's just what I picture is Laura Dern in award shows. It's just her. She and she and Jamie Lee Curtis are trying to out weird each other, honestly. <laughs> oh, God, I would love to see that actress on actress. Oh, God, me too. That would be so- I thought of another one the other day because Cheryl Lee Ralph, we'll talk about it in the after show too because she sang at the Super Bowl. But um, I would love to see Cheryl Lee Ralph and uh, Jennifer Lewis oh. do an actor, actress on actress and just like take it in because you know they're going to like outdo each other. It's so perfect. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like these 80 for Brady and book club and whatnot movies, you need to have one with Cheryl Lee Ralph and Jennifer Lewis and whoever else, like Loretta Devine, Loretta get her in Loretta there. Devine, yes. and then oh, Angela yeah. Bassett. Oh, I would pass out. I, I know, think. I know. It would just be too much. Um, yeah. Oh, it's fine. I, and I don't care where they go. They could just literally go to like a a, a sandals, and it's just <laughs> a weekend with four funny ladies. Yes. Oh, I would love it. Yeah. At minimal plot, you know, uh, seventy-two yeah, minute runtime, you know. Yes. Just do your thing. It's all improvised. Yeah, all of it. I don't care. Yeah, very static camera shots. Don't eh, let them go. Yeah. Oh, so um, you know, speaking of 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 queens uh, and Queen Ramonda, I mean, we have to mention because it's a relatively small role, but I wanna I wanna just say the name Michaela Cole again because I just I swoon for Michaela Cole. I think she was born to be in these movies. Like, I, she just fits in so well. And I'm so happy to see her you, doing more things. Like, because I know she's, you know, she works behind the camera. Sometimes she's uh, in front of the camera. I, I'm, it makes perfect sense. Like, when I think we, you discovered it last week, like right at the end of the after show or something. Like, you're like, and Michaela Cole? Yeah. And we both screamed. And I was like, oh, yes. That's what sealed the deal. I was like, well, then we're definitely doing this. Michaela Cole's in it. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, she, of course, we, you know, for anyone listening, we did do an episode on I May Destroy You. And uh, yes. which I just seeing her again, it just reminded me like, oh, God, that show was such an accomplishment. It was the kind of thing where, like, if she didn't do another thing for another 10 years, I'd be like, yeah, of course. Like, wh- what else are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um take it easy. Yeah, it's it's such an accomplishment. Um but here she is in sort of a featured ensemble role uh where she plays Anika who is um certainly a scientist of sorts but also uh it seems everyone's a bit of a uh, a, a jackie of all trades. Yeah, I like that phrase. Yeah. Um but she has, you know, we see her in the beginning cuz there's this raid on one of their vibranium outposts forgive me folks yeah but you know there's a big fight scene and we see her you know uh in that scene and then we don't see her again for a while and i was like is this is this also what these marvel movies do where you like they'll have somebody who's only in it for like four minutes because it's just like such a massive cast but then she's kind of you know uh yeah eventually she's as you know not the goose in the in the fight scenes but she's uh She's there. She's there for the action. She's leading the, you know, she's she's leading the fight on the ship at the end. Um, yeah. She's flying as one of those midnight angels. She gets to be there at the scene when Queen Ramonda dies and she has to hold back Cherie. Yes. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So she has, like, a nice kind of, like, featured ensemble role. 
I think so too. I was worried, like you said too, is like, is this the last time we're gonna see her? Do do they know what they have like in front of right. them and like what she can do? And I think given, you know, obviously I made a story you and she was in a show before that too. So like she's established, but I, I think that this was like a perfect size role for her in this movie. And I hope that she got just like stupid money for it. You know what I mean? Oh and yeah. Like just, yeah. Yeah. Like money where like, she doesn't have to do anything else other than what she wants to do. Like that's what I want for Michaela Cole. I just want to see like a behind, I think there is actually some sort of behind the scenes, like making of Wakanda forever. But like, I just want to see like the cast housing with like Lupita Nyong'o and Denai Guerrera and Letitia Wright, just all the ladies just kind of having a ball. I, that's all I want, really. And then, like, uh, Angela Bassett comes in and, like, tells them all to keep it down. You know what I mean? But she has a cocktail, too, with them. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, it, it, it's the cast of Wakanda Forever at Dorinda's house in the Berkshires is what I'm yeah. picturing here. <laughs> There's that TV that, like, rises at the end of the bed. That yeah, right, right. Yeah. Watch Criminal Minds. Yeah. Yeah, yes. <laughs> God. Well, speaking of Lupita Nyong'o, Best Supporting Actress, you know, winner Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, so re- once, you know, Okoye is like stripped of her powers, Ramonda's like, you know, uh, we, I, we need to bring in the big guns. Go get Nakia, who mm-hmm. I guess she was T'Challa's uh, girlfriend or wife um, or I don't know, the, uh, enough to produce some a, connection. A, a, there. a prince. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so she's in Haiti, and so they Akoye and is it Akoye and Shuri? Maybe just Akoye. Uh, yeah, because Shuri is captured at this point. So yeah, Shuri's underwater, goes. of course. Yeah, is it Anika? Doesn't Michaela Cole go for her, go with her? I can't remember. Does she go herself? Maybe it, she just goes by herself. I thought she did. I think she does. I think she just goes by herself. Or no, I guess the queen goes. Oh, yeah. Because she's not dead yet. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Ramonda yeah. and Okoye go. She's not dead yet. Yeah. Because I remember that Ramonda and, and Nakia, they have like a really nice, you know, uh, seeing each other again kind of moment. Oh, she goes to like the school. To the school. Yes. Yeah. So Nakia is working at a school. Uh, and so she's like, yeah, I, you know, I need you to need to get my kid. You know, uh, she's underwater <laughs> with these fish people. They're, they ride on whales, apparently. Whales. Whales. So Nakia's like, I'm on it. You know, like nobody doesn't want to do it. They're like, Yeah, okay. You got it. I'm gonna I'll go I'll go get her. No big deal. Um and then she you know, and so much else happens, but through a series of events, Nakia rescues Cherie and Riri, but they kill one of the fish people, one of the fish girls. Uh yeah, the guards. Yeah, one of the guards on the way out. It seems like, you know, maybe she was just like a nicer she was a nicer fish person, you know? Yeah, I felt bad because um, I keep saying Namor in my head, but is it Namor? Is that what I think it's Namor, yeah. Namor, yeah, like he comes back and, you know, the guard woman is dead. And I, you really kind of feel for her, even though you you don't even know who she is. And you just know that, like, all hell is about to break loose. Yeah, because it's like, okay, now uh the fish people are you know they're in grief and so again there's more grief um and then it's war against wakanda and i was like no not wakanda it it's everything looks like it's just so put together and you're just gonna ruin that whole riverside market aren't you i know Ugh. it seems like such a to-do to make this movie like there's always a part of me it's like wouldn't it be fun to just like like the water when it comes, I would just like to get on a raft and like ride it out to sea, you know, like we. Well, I mean, <laughs> that brings up the question of like how much of this is just CGI? I mean, most of this is CGI. I know. Like significant amounts of it. And that's an interesting way to like watch this. At, at a certain point, it's like watching a Pixar movie where you're just, yeah. you're kind of just appreciating the final product that was created and appreciating how realistic it is. Yes, I agreed to because this scene is just so intense. And I love there's something really terrifying in the way that they like the only way into Wakanda is like underwater. And these, you know, the fish people are like, yep, got it. And they just take over uh, the the cherry on the Sunday. The cherry on on the fish Sunday is uh, Namor uh, throws some beads at a window and Ramonda yeah. and Riri are, you know, 
sent a splash in uh, and sent underwater. And then Ramonda manages to save Riri and uh, once Shuri and Okoye and Anika get there, they discover that Ramonda has died, but they are able to save Riri. I know. It's just like, what a great death. I hate saying that, but it's like, you know, her maternal instinct kicked in. And like, you can almost tell even when she's um, like diving deeper to go get Riri. I'm like, how does anyone get out of these situations? I, I, I would run out of breath like the moment I got in the water because I'd be like, my heart would be pumping. Yeah. I Yeah. Uh, there's no way. I started to like panic as she like turned to like swim down and get her. I was like, no, I you're never going to get back up. You're never going to make it. Ugh. Wow. And she doesn't. And she doesn't. So now Shuri is, you know, it's now she is, you know, uh, the queen of Wakanda and she's lost everything. You know, now she has inherited her mother's monologue. I know. And it's such a shift. And I, I just love like the way that Namora says, like, you are queen now, even before, like, even before we knew that uh, Ramonda was like, like was dead i guess it just kind of i'm like no she can't die she can't and then yeah. it's just like then that like deep cello comes in Whoa. and i was like oh she's dead and like i know i loved when akoya she was and she i think akoya calls her mother once um yes uh whoever maybe it's uh aniko says that she's passed yeah um or maybe it's nakia i, you, I there's you know <laughs> One of these fabulous ladies says she's dead, and then, yeah, uh, yeah uh, she calls her mother. So mm. then it's like, all right, you know, uh, fuck you, fish people. Uh, we're, you know, we're fighting water with evaporation. And they figure out that these yeah. fish people, that Namor uh, thrives, you know, he can, he can absorb oxygen from the water, and I guess... I don't understand. I don't quite understand how. I don't know if he has like a certain like air tank that he. I guess so long as he has moisture in his body, he can be out of the water. I suppose is what it is. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like that. You know, they're in the lab and they're working with that DNA, that cool like DNA. Oh yeah, screen thing. Yeah. I'm like that's cool. That Christmas decoration. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then you just you you go with it. Oh, I went with all of this. I was like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. This is not for me to question. I'm barely keeping up, you know? I know. Um, but yeah, they figure out that, like, you know, if they can... Basically, they're going to turn their their spaceship into a sauna. They're going to get this guy on the ship, and then they're going to dry him out. And in the meantime, Cherie is the new Black Panther. Oh, yeah. So Because she took, like, that journey... Yeah. It's on Michael B. Jordan, the Killmonger. That's right. So she basically like took ayahuasca and like went to like the, you know, the, the world between life and death. And yeah, that's where we get to see Michael B. Jordan as her cousin. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I remember him from the first one and it feels like, um, you know, in this, from what I'm gathering and, and maybe course correct me here if I'm I'm falling off track, but like, you when you drink that sort of uh, was it a they kept saying like it was called a an herb or something like that a herb yeah some uh, kind of herb like it was like a heart yeah shape either way she drinks some sort of concoction and then she kind of, the powers are sort of instilled within her but along the way I guess you 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 see someone along the path and ho she was hoping to see her brother um, uh, or I guess her mother at that point, right? Yeah. And she saw uh, Michael B. Jordan's character, the Killmonger, instead. And it kind of reminds me of the sort of, it's very, you know, Star Wars of, like, choosing the dark side versus, you know, the good side. And how, e like, you have hate inside you and you should act on that. And because really all she wants now is vengeance. It, it's like, it's the vengeance stage of grief, right? Yeah. Uh, so she thinks... You know, but she doesn't tell anyone that she sees him, though. So, which I love. Right? She says, "Oh, it didn't work. Oh no, it didn't work. I didn't see anybody." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's actually she and I have to credit Michaela Cole. She and Anika who come up with this. Uh, let's dry him out plan. Um, maybe it's she yeah. and Riri, but I want to remember it as she and Anika. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Anika was in that lab, you know, moving some lights around. I have to believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, 
Well, ultimately, this leads to one big final battle. And it's the and I know they have a real name, but I just call them the fish people, and I apologize. I know I don't know why I'm blanking on it either, but fish people they are. Yeah, you know. I just you know I I feel like I have I, so okay they're fish people okay uh, I have so many uh, oh they're from Tolokan they're Tolokanians oh that's right they're Tolokanians Tolokan. uh, but there they're from is. Tolokan yeah. Uh, yeah so anyway. Uh, Yes. Yeah, so anyway, they have this one final battle, you know, very much at sea. But the real showdown is between Shuri as the new Black Panther and Namor. And they, they crash land. I love when she was like, take me to the desert. I was like, oh, you bitch. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so good. Because like knowing the concept of like, oh, we're just going to dehydrate him. I just thought, oh, that's so cool. Like, take me to the desert. Yeah. You know shit's going to go down. Yeah. And of course, who is she talking to but their little sort of like AI friend, Griot, who is voiced by none other than your BSA of the week, Trevor Noah. You know what? I saw just before we started record that uh, like on IMDb and I was like, who the fuck is Griot? I couldn't remember. And I love that. Yeah. So he's, you know, that helpful little That's voice. That's a great check. Yeah. You know, Um. And I, I looked at my notes and it reminded me that the one thing I didn't mention while we were talking about Ramonda and it, it we'd be remiss to not is when she and Sheree are reunited again after uh, Nakia rescues them and she gives her that big hug and the camera yes. goes like 360 around them and she just keeps moving her hands on like Sheree's back and just like Ugh. readjusting the hug and it's so good. Ugh. Ugh. Best supporting hug. I just I, if, I love a, I love a hug. If I didn't mention that we'd be lost. But no, I'm so glad you did. I, I it's that hug is so meaningful. It's her last. They they only have each other, which which makes it so much more devastating too. When Ramonda does pass away too, for Shuri, it's like when she says like when she's talking to Mbaku like in in the forest, I guess, and she's like, "I buried my heart with her. Like I don't have it." Oh yeah, yeah. And Mbaku is this, you know, just. Uh... Oh, just oh, this great hunk of a man. Great hunk of a man. This great hunk of a Wakandan. I mean, the men in this. Uh, there are some men in this movie, and there are you yes. know. Uh, and we haven't even talked about the Americans. We'll get to them later. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah. Oh my god, the streak. Oh, uh, the streak. Oh my god, the that streak. streak. Oh, uh, that Marvel <laughs> streak. But yes. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I I. I found this final kind of confrontation between Sheree and Namor interesting because it's like when he brings her down to Tolokan and like tells her about what happened with his mother and, and there's that sense and he like wants to show her, you know, the city and there's that feeling of like, oh, is this like a sort of burgeoning romance? But there's certainly a even better, there's like a you and I have had very similar experiences in two totally different, um, you know, nations basically and so like w even though we're enemies we're also very similar yeah the grief bonding that's 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 a pretty powerful thing because it's like in any situation outside of grief even too when someone has gone through something and you know no one else knows unless you've gone through it that sort of thing it it really does that's a powerful connection yeah and it's like they they both know that they've both lost their mothers and they've both you know there's just a a Mm -hmm. yeah, a sense of responsibility on each of their shoulders that maybe they're each a yeah. bit too young for, um, or it was kind of foisted on them before they were ready. It's, uh, I, I, I got into that. I was like, I know, you know, I mean, cause I always think with these, you know, and, and I'm glad I brought up the hug, but you know, as well for this reason is that like, I, I don't, I didn't appreciate that they would humanize these characters within the movie. You know what I mean? That they would have actual human moments because whenever I think of these Marvel movies and I think of Captain America and I think of the Fantastic Four and all the suits, if all I think about is like, when do you go to the bathroom? You know, like what's the bathroom yeah. situation? And like, not that we see anybody go to the bathroom in Wakanda, but I, I saw these people as human beings who might at some point say, you know what? quick tinkle and then we'll go pick up your daughter you know yeah i know it's true it's like if you're lucky in other movies you get like one scene or you know one glance of like that uh vulnerability in in our villains but yeah you're kind of rooting for both sides in a way it's like but it's like that's such a conundrum of like he wants to team up with wakanda 
and they don't want to, you know? Right, right. And it's like, I, and I felt the same way. I was like, oh, I, I don't want him to die. Like, I'm not going to feel satisfied by the, yes. the Tolokan folks, you know, the, the Tolokan folks, there's Tolokan folks. Yeah. Um, I would be satisfied. <laughs> Sounds like a city, like a small town in Kentucky. Yeah. Welcome on to Tolokan folks, Oklahoma. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I didn't want to see them defeated either. I was like, no, y'all are like, I've seen your, I've seen your city. Everybody's just floating around playing basketball. Like it. Yeah. You seem like nice people, you know? Yeah, uh, it's the Americans. I think we need to worry about, and the French. I apparently, I know. So, uh, at the moment when which Shuri can finally kill no more, she remembers what what Michael B. Jordan told her, Killmonger told her about, like, or no, no, no. She she remembers. She sees her mother. She finally, you know, has contact yeah. with her mother, who's like, you know, show whom who you really are, like. Come on now, uh, and it, it, it's a little bit of like there's a there's a a little bit of cheese of like oh Cherie, come on, you almost expect like a laugh track from a sitcom, you know what I mean? Like oh you got yeah. me, mom. Uh, yeah, but she decides you know fine, you 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 know you yield, and then we'll we'll be all good. We'll protect you. We won't tell anybody about you. You won't bother us. You stop trying to kill Riri. And we call it a day, and um, and drags him in the ocean, right? For a quick sip, yeah. And it's like, now let's sail. let's get you soaking yeah. wet, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they just, I do, I this is like the cheese for me is when they sort of like both fly in on the same like aircraft, and everyone sees them. Oh yeah, from like you know, three hundred feet in the air, and they're like, wah, and you know, triumphant music plays, the the fighting stops. And uh, there's peace. Yeah, I mean, there was a part of me because we we see once they arrive at the ship that the Wakandans are kind of cornered at like the front of the ship, you know, and it's like, oh, no. Yeah, I know. You yes, know, Michaela yes. Cole. Uh, I know. She's near the edge. She's near the edge. Oh, don't kill her. Uh, don't goose her. And and then they fly in and he's just like, I yield. We're good. And then everyone's like, oh, OK, sure. I kind of feel like I if I were one of the Wakandans, I'd be like, well, here's, here's a quick kick to the teeth just to send you on your way. You know what I mean? Um, yes. I wouldn't be over it quite so quickly, you know? Yeah. It's always interesting to watch like when a, when a fight stops in a movie too. like, when does that actually, I, I would be one, I'd be like one of those unlucky ones that gets killed like right before, like right, <laughs> right before they sail down. Like you couldn't have, Figured it out like 10 minutes earlier. Yeah, you took the scenic route. Now look at me, you know? I'm... Yeah, I would have been getting eaten by a whale. Yeah. Well, they they <laughs> came in on whales. Yeah. Whales. Well, and and we haven't talked about them, but in the meantime, there is Martin Freeman doing his best Jason, Jason Bateman impression. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's uh, Yeah, that's good. Right? Actually. I was actually like, thank God it was not Jason Bateman because I just didn't want to watch Jason Bateman in this movie doing that Jason Bateman performance, you know? Sure. Yeah. Ugh. He has a he has a style. That stressed performance. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's a CIA agent and his ex-wife, Valentina, is like the CIA director now, played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And... I was like, Julie Reed Dreyfus, what are you doing in this movie? Uh, she's doing amazing work in this movie. Yeah, it's like, she's great. She's great. She's, I, I don't know why we ever questioned her. Like, the one line that I almost used was like, hey, uh, so your olive oil is about to go bad here. Right. Like, <laughs> maybe it. I'll come over later and uh, hop on your Peloton. You know, like, yes. she is having such a good time in this movie. Like, it's, it's a, you know, she's got probably like four or five scenes. She's not in any action scenes. It's just she's basically in an episode of Law and Order. Uh, yeah. But she's just like, even from when she arrives with, yeah, a purple streak in her hair. So cool. I was I was nervous. I was but, nervous. You no, know, I think it works. Yeah, I think I think it works. You know, and they arrive at the crime scene in Boston. And she's just like, yeah. So do you want to you want to tell me what's going on or what? What's going like right away? She's just kind of like given sass, and I, I, and that's when I knew like, oh, you make perfect sense in this movie. Yeah, it's you know, there's shades of Selena Meyer there, but I also think that's just like, in a way, it's like Julia Louis Dreyfus. I love it. Right, like I. I, I happen to like Selena Meyer, so I like when yeah. performances feel like that. It works out well. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's perfect. Um, but yeah, they are you know uh, in in the end ultimately uh, well you know it's it's revealed that Everett has been you know uh, he's been an American traitor to Wakanda and he gets arrested. But thank God his good friend <gasps> Okoye it's the rescue uh, kills the guards and frees him. And I'm sure things are going to work out perfectly forever and after that. <laughs> I know it's just it's so perfect. I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I it was great, and I just I love that there was also like kind of an interesting relationship between Okoye and Everett. Like, I, I'm sure, or maybe some of that was in Black Panther or in some of these other movies. But like, I it, of all of the characters and storylines, I was like, oh, you two have kind of like a like a little buddy comedy over here, you know? Yeah, it's almost like a like a Ron Swanson Leslie Nope dynamic. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, it's not the best uh, analogy, but it, it fits. Yeah, they're an odd pair that like it, it yeah. works. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, it was like I was because there's another character, uh, Ayo Ayo Ayo, played yes. by Florence. I had her in, like an honorary mentions category. Yes. And she's been in other ones. She was in because I was like, which character was she? Because she's just kind of like you know. Uh, somewhat featured supporting uh yeah like even more f- like like assistant to the assistant to the like the featured ensemble yeah right I mean, she's cool she has like those piercing eyes yeah and she's the one who has the scene at the beginning with anika i believe oh like Dwayne, that fight trying to mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 well and so she was also in black panther she was also in captain america's civil war and okay. the falcon and the winter soldier uh wow and so she's like i thought that was so interesting that like oh in this she's kind of a a small character but like she's a big enough character that she shows up in other movies as well that's cool yeah so that was interesting um and it i understood kind of the appeal of like getting into this world and kind of seeing characters you know pop up in smaller roles in other movies and like you know the the Riri with the Iron Man suit. Like I'm sure that's a moment for Iron Iron Man fans, and probably a sure. lot of you know a lot of Iron Man fans are like, "Ugh, that's not my Iron Man." You know? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So did you? Because I almost didn't, and I almost texted you. But did you watch <gasps> past the like credits with the fire? Did you Did you see the the mid credit scene? No, and you know what I, because Keon suggested that we stick around for the credits, and I was like, I was like, I'll go all the way to the end, and I think I skipped it because it just said like, stay tuned for another Black Panther or something like that. That's not what it said at all, but like hinting that there's going to be another one. But I totally missed the mid credits. Well, did you scene. see the scene with Nakia and her son? Did I? I don't think I did. Oh, I know. I, I had a feeling. I was like, "You're gonna." I feel, I feel like you're gonna stop at the credits end because I almost did, and I was oh. like, "So at the end of the movie, Cherie goes to Haiti and she does the to see Nakia, and she does the mourning ritual uh, on the beach of like burning the robes." Uh, oh wait, yes. To you go know, on, kind of kind of like do the the ritual the, to mourn her brother, and you know, the end is then you know she sitting on the beach kind of you know a, a mournful smiley tear and then the credits cut to this like you know the flames of the the robes burning with all the the names and and this beautiful rihanna song uh yes. lift me up is that what it's called uh and so then remember, once all yeah. of that plays through then there's another scene oh damn it and it's so i i cried through the whole thing I, oh my god uh, okay well i will that'll be part of my assignment for next week for sure well i'm not gonna put my name on it if you if i because i don't want to be disappointed no um, no i want to go it's worth it. It. It, it was a it was a beautiful little it was a, it's a beautiful scene it was really great okay yeah um but i almost didn't but that rihanna song was so good that i was like oh i'll stick around and listen to this ah uh. Rihanna and I never let us and I don't astray. think anywhere it said stick around for more Black Panther. <laughs> I it said something at the end. I swear it did. It doesn't say stick around. It says it's like in the last couple seconds. If Keon was here, I'd ask him. I don't know, but it's not. I don't know what movie you watched, or maybe I maybe because what because <laughs> fell asleep and dreamed. Yeah, because they play the you know it's like the the credits with the flames and then the final scene and then they have like 
you know, dedicated to our friend Chad, Chadwick Boseman. Yes. And then they have like the running black screen and white text credits. Okay. But it was past the credits, though. It was like even like the credits in a different language. We went like all the way. So to you the end. skipped the scene. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like you we, just skipped over. As soon as the Rihanna song came on, we're like, all right, we get it. And then we like, I took Lucy out to pee. <laughs> and then, but no, I, I, but he did say, you should skip ahead to see. And I just, I just slid my finger on my phone because we were casting it. I couldn't really see that there was a scene and we missed it. Oh. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Like you, just, it was the end of the movie. <laughs> I can't say I know, what it we, is because it's a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um. Well, see, folks, you won't be totally spoiled by this episode because uh, there it is. I don't want to spoil it for you. Some intrigue. Yeah. Um. But yeah, <clears throat> Wakanda forever. Uh, th- this was. I don't know who the hell I am. Rent. Uh, Wakanda forever. Men in general, I I don't understand. I don't know what's going on here. I know, but I like it. I think, you know, we just keep saying yes. Yeah, we just keep saying yes. Um, you know, this is a, a totally unrelated thought, and I could have saved it for the after show, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it here before we get played off. But for some reason, watching this, I had a moment of like, oh, you know, it might be a fun movie to do on this podcast. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh wow! Is that the one with the ball? No, or that's is that the one. That's the first one, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, okay, is that the first one, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Um, but no, the second one. This is the one that's in India that Kihi Kwan is in. Oh, nice. Yeah, and like a terrible performance by Kate Capshaw as like the, the female lead. She's terrible. Oh, so it'll be like fun to talk about from that lens. Cause she's just so bad in it, but the movie is <laughs> so entertaining. I, I love that movie as a kid. So, um, yeah. So anyway, I, that has nothing to do with anything other than that thought came up while I was watching this. And I thought maybe I'll mention it on the episode. I love that. Well, great. It's a great idea. Yeah. And now we're getting played off. Uh, off to Wakanda. Yeah. So, uh, where other than you know under the water and in that little sea cave and with the Tolokans, uh, <laughs> now that I know what they're named, uh, where can folks find more of you? They can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast, or you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kachanov. How about you? Well, you can hear even more of me on my other podcast, All Right, Mary, where we are currently covering season 15 of RuPaul's Drag Race. And you can find me on Instagram at ColinDrucker underscore, and you can find more of both of us in a best supporting capacity on Instagram at BSAPod. Or you can send us an email at TheBSAPod at gmail.com. And uh, keep your marvelous peepers peeled because the best supporting after show is coming just around the corner. We have things to catch up on. We have assignments to talk about. We're going to talk about that episode of The Last of Us. And uh, I may have some thoughts on a little movie called Toe Leslie. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, And that's, of course, all at patreon.com slash bsapod. Sounds exciting. It is exciting, or it will be, because we're about to record it. So, uh, and uh, that, as they say in Wakanda, is that. <laughs> <laughs>